And welcome back. We're back with Michelle Welch. Her books are called Spirits Unveiled, The Magic of Connection. Her website is her name, linked up at coasttocoastam.com. How often do you use these abilities, Michelle, with your law practice? Um, not as much as I used to because I just don't practice full cases as much as I used to. So it's when I'm asked to fit by somebody to consult on a case or those happenstance cases are happening more and more. I have another one where just somebody came in for a love reading, and I happened to, it was a, it ended up being on the news that very day. A poor little girl had disappeared. Her dad had killed her and put her out in the oh. cold, and I interrupted the reading, and that she found out literally while she was at my office. So, now, who, who was she in terms of? Uh, my client was one of the caseworkers, and she got a phone call uh-huh. while she was at my office, and she was at my office for a love reading. So it is, it is bizarre to me how some of these, and what I finally, and I put in the book, what I finally landed on is that it's not about Michelle. It's about the fact that the spirits trust the people who are coming to me, and they're coming to me, and then they're able to speak up through because they trust the client that is sitting in front of me. And it's not because I'm so great. It's because they trust the client that is sitting in front of me. And I'm just the the messenger, just the medium, just the newspaper that delivers the message to them. What is it like to handle these high crime cases? I mean, is that a little uneasy for you? It is. And especially as, as a lawyer who doesn't want to be that one that gets on, on a, a bunch of levels. Number one, it's very serious. I mean, I take it very, very, very seriously, and I take my law practice very, very seriously. And I don't want to be one of those people who's just a, a charlatan. And so I don't want to say something unless I know this is something I'm supposed to say. And then to and just to get attention because it is not about me, and and then also it's because I I really just want to be used when they need to use me. I really don't want to be called to the stand for the same reason because it's just not about me. I was when I was sitting in court on that one that's in the book. All of a sudden the the they were trying to attack the prosecutor. Uh, excuse me, the, the detective, she was a young detective on that, on that case, um, the, the murder case, and they were using, the defense was using, well, and you used a psychic, didn't you? And my, oh, I started sweating. I was sitting in the yeah. back, you know, and nobody knew, and I thought, oh, they're about to call me to the stand, and everybody here knows me because this is where I practice, mm-hmm. and I know the judge, I know everybody, I know the DA, and, and, of course, it was somebody else. They have to chase down every one of those leads, every person who just randomly calls in and says, oh, I'm a psychic, and, you know, this is where the body is. So I take it, it is a, an extreme responsibility, but so is every single time you read for someone, because every time you read for someone, they are listening to every word you have to say, and it's so important to them. So every single reading I give, I take very seriously. Tell us about psychometry and how does that work with you? So psychometry is really uh, just uh, 
primarily holding something in your hand. It can be actually touching a building also and feeling the building, but it's more feeling like holding an, an item uh, in your hand. It doesn't just have to be for mediumship, but you think of it like holding a ring or an, a watch or any sort of item and, see, and feeling what you can get from that item. I often have the people who I teach um, intuition to go into like and it's, it can be difficult uh, to go into like a pawn shop and pick up something that and and and, and ask the pawn person, don't tell that owns the shop, don't tell me about this, but do you know about this item? And then hold it and then uh, see what they pick up from that item and then get the information from the person who owns the pawn shop. And we'll practice that in class too. But it's really just holding the item and seeing what information you can pick up from it. But the interesting thing is is that it's not just jewelry. One of the things that holds the most energy that people don't think of, they think of furniture, it's clothing. And a lot of the, hmm. like my daughter's age now, they're going and buying clothes at Goodwill, which is great because it's frugal, right? And well, it's <laughs> smart. That's right. But I'm like, those clothes hold energy, especially if they were clothes that meant a lot to someone or uh, they wore that dress a lot or they got engaged in that dress or something. So people don't think often, even if they, they wash it, it still has that energy in it. So that can be psychometry also. There was an old movie, I think it was called The Cobbler, where a guy would wear shoes of people that would either come into his shop to get fixed or dead people's shoes and strange things would happen to him. I wonder if that happens in real life. I wonder. Strange. Yeah. Anyway, I, mean, I think I, I think that if you have the energy of something around you, it could affect you in some way. Uh, but I don't know how it would affect you. But it R certainly could. You ready for calls? I am. Let's start by going to Jennifer in Sedona, Arizona. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jennifer. Hi there. Thanks, George and Michelle. How are you? Thanks. Hi, Jennifer. Great. Hi. Um, so, I mean, I guess uh, I, since we can't we can't do readings on the dead, <laughs> uh, we'll go. We'll, there's two different um, questions I guess I have, and you can kind of pick which one you are getting, you know, impressions on. Um, one has to do with my adult son. Um, he's going through quite a lot of stuff right now. Um, I don't quite understand it, and I don't know what to do to help him. Um, and the other direction we could go is, um, which is kind of like a basic reading. I, I, I had a visit from extraterrestrial beings when I was about five years old. I know it's going to sound crazy, but like basically the, I got told to not forget my mission. I don't know what that mission is. I don't really know what I'm supposed to be doing right now. Um, I'm kind of losing faith since my dad died. I'm kind of losing faith in like a lot of things. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at. So, I mean, just any, any kind of um, insight would be beneficial. Okay. So, first of all, I'm sorry to hear about your father, and I will tell you, I'm going to read about both, and I'm going to keep it really short, so here we go, okay? Your mm -hmm. adult son uh, is needing, uh, I don't know if he knew your father, but there's something with the father figure in his life that he's missing the wisdom of something that that father figure can give to him before you even said anything about your father. So I don't know if it's his father or how that ties together. And I don't tie things up with a neat little bow if I don't get the information. I don't speculate. Okay. Uh, yeah, so no. I, but, but there's a wisdom that he is missing and a structure from a father figure that he does not have. And so okay. when you say I'm not sure what's going on, 
maybe you can fill the, those blanks in. As far and that does tie in a little bit to some mediumship that you're you're missing. And I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. It's just yes. because of my ethics of of the time. Okay. Yes, and then yes. as far as your second one, your mission. Um, I, I do believe our mission and our purpose is moment by moment. And if you were told that, uh, what I see is I see you moving forward and you moving forward at a really, really, really steady uh, pace and you're carrying something. It's like the Holy Grail, but it's not. But you're carrying something very, very carefully on behalf of those you represent. And I'm not sure of those, but they feel peace-loving uh, beings. And you're carrying that very, very carefully. So it's like you're the cup bearer of Mm -hmm. your people. And that's what I get for you, for both of those. And I'll say most importantly, the biggest hit I got is that you can really help your son with some sort of whatever he's missing in that guidance and that wisdom from a father figure. Even if he has a father, he's feeling that way. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jennifer. Hope everything works out. You've dealt with some alien type stories in your career, Michelle, haven't you? Yes. Yes, definitely. Tell us what happened. Uh, So in in my career, just in my lifetime or just. um, Sure. Yeah. So um, I just very much connect with for me. Well, first of all, that grandfather I told you that uh, was uh, the Assembly of God preacher my dad will tell you that it's not in the Bible, in his Bible, but I found very early that my my Assembly God uh, grandfather wrote about aliens all in the side of his Bible. Really? So very, all up and down, up and down the side of his Bible. And um, and I'll just throw this in there for people who uh, – my he also did tent revivals, if, if anybody remembers, Oral Roberts. Okay, so that was my grandfather. Oh, sure. So he Absolutely. was very, you know, Pentecost, and he believed in aliens. And my dad will swear that I, I made that up. And I'm like, no, Dad, I promise you, I read it. And so from I've always just believed, you know, this very conservative home, and I have always believed in aliens and seen hybrid beings. I mean, just it's not for me to 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 think that anyone has to. Um, I was listening to one of your promos or something, and it was saying, well, we know of somebody coming on speaking. Well, we know it's there, and, the, uh, uh, you know, I don't need the government to tell me. I've just always been that since I've been young. And I had um, my – from the, the youngest of times, the guardian I had that went up and down, I called her the the lady of the hall, not the lady of the lake, but the lady of the hall in my home that comforted me every night because I was scared of my room. Um, she was alien-ish, fairy-ish, angel-ish, but the aliens did not frighten me like some of the other beings did. I'm not saying there aren't frightening aliens. I'm right. just saying that's I'm not the one who's been like abducted and those kind of stories. I'm you, more like you're one of the lucky ones. Where I think I or I've forgotten because you know the, they've made me forget. <laughs> Like supposedly they do, um, but I and I'm not laughing in a mean way. I'm just saying I, I really don't remember any bad experiences. But I know a lot of I take it very seriously that people have had those experiences, and I believe them. On the wild card line, Leonard's with us. We're going to your state, Texas. Hi, Leonard. Yes, yes, ma'am. Uh, 
I would used to live there in Longview, Texas. You remember uh, Barry Johnson or uh, Marcus uh, Eubanks? They used to have an air conditioning place there. I totally do. Hi, it's nice to talk to you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, oh, you can just tell me uh, what about my love life? You know anything? You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here, here, here we go. Um, so here's what I got about your love life. Um, have you been married twice? No, just once. Just once? Uh, is it? It was the second one. Almost like you've been married twice. I, do you even say yeah. no? You're totally off. But it feels. Yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, you know, we get along, you know, uh, and everything. Okay. Well, it feels like you've been married twice to me. And I don't want to hurt the one involved, uh, but it feels like there's was was I thought you were going to say yes, I've been married twice because that's how it feels to me. And I was going to say to you, you need to try something different on the third one. Maybe he, maybe he feels like he's been married twice, right? Yeah, it feels like it to me, and um, so I don't know how it feels to you, but uh, I feel like you need to return to your true roots, what you truly believe in, because you set some things aside for um, the marriages, the marriages that you that you didn't believe in. Uh, maybe not beliefs like, you know, what right or wrong, but just you compromised a lot. And maybe you need to just find somebody that you have uh, more of a compassion with. I do see you finding somebody, but it's more of a companion. It's not going to be that crazy passion. Okay, let's just be yeah. honest. That's not what it is. It's companionship. Okay. Yeah, I'm Pentecostal too. <laughs> <laughs> well, hallelujah. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, but I, yes, Longview, I do remember all of that. All right, thanks, yeah. Leonard. Let's go to Cornelius in Louisiana. Hey, Corny, welcome. <laughs> hey there, George and Michelle. Now, Michelle, I don't know if you ever heard of me. They call me the God Guns, the Gold Man, the Bible Bullets, and Beans Man. But here okay. in Louisiana, we got the um, the Bayous and the Bengals and the good old boys. But we have a lot of voodoo, hoodoo, and you do and stuff. And you were mentioning about your crystal store and all like that. And I, yeah. I've got a friend of mine. I may be visiting your Dallas area and stuff. And I don't know if you were at Baylor when Kim Mulkey was there coaching those Baylor Bears to all those women's victories and stuff. So were you at Baylor at at that time, or do you know about Kim Mulkey? I, I might, but when I was in law school, I didn't do anything but study, and I went to A and M undergrad, so I I don't okay. know. For well, me. she won, you know, the national championship at um, LSU this year, and they'll be going to visit Biden. But my main question for you is, um, since you contact all these different entities and stuff. I believe we're in the end times and stuff. So have your entities revealed, are we in the end times? Thank you, George, and God bless you, man. Thanks, Cornelius. Okay, go ahead, Michelle. You know, I do think about that because of the way I was raised. And uh, I, I really, actually, somebody asked me that not too long ago. And my answer was, I felt that way more about five years ago than I do right now. So... That that's the, my answer, my intuitive answer for what he just asked me is um, no, I don't. But it depends on what his definition of how long the end times and what that means to him. But no, um, but you know, been I've been hearing that my whole life. It's the end times. 
So it, it depends on his definition of how long that would be. Michelle, what about world events? Do you see anything bad on the horizon? Whew. Um, kind of. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I, kind, kind of is not very promising. Yeah. I mean, if you want me to say, I, I feel that we did not show the best of our human kindness. And if we don't get our act together, when then I don't see it going much better. Um, I've made a few predictions. I'm not great at the Nostradamus type predictions. Um, right. Well, I've made them and, and a lot of them have happened. And I guess, but I'm, I mean, I don't, there's no pride in that. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think we're going on a good, very good path. Um, Can, I, and I don't, are these things not, that, that's not a personal opinion. That's, I mean, that, that's me pulling, that's me asking for intuition and intuitive hits and, and give me information and asking, uh, and not, nobody wants my opinion. Uh, they want to know what my intuitive opinion is. And, and I, I will say for the past five years, I used to do a New Year's Eve, uh, these these bracelets where I tell everybody that it's going to be a great year. And I have not been able to say that for like four to five years. That's and I don't feel I can say it yet. Are these things that will be or could be when you see them? Could be. Could be. So we I, have I free think, choice? Absolutely. I do believe in a combination of free choice and free will. I uh, uh, I believe in, I'm not a five-point Calvinist. I mean, I believe in, in, in free will, not total predestination. So, I mean, I believe that we do have some free will, and so they're not set in stone. That's why, I, I mean, I cannot say for sure. Have you ever wished that you did not have this ability? Absolutely. Really? has It's haunted you sometimes? Yes. It has almost destroyed me. There have been times that almost, and when I was 30 years old, I did write about it at the, in the gratitude session, ironically, uh, the acknowledgments gratitude session of my second book. I thanked um, a doctor um, that convinced me that I was okay. Uh, I I really struggled there for a while. It was that bad. Yeah, it, it got pretty bad. Things I saw and, and knowing things and knowing when to say things and when to not say things and having been told a lot of my younger of my youth to be quiet and to not say that and then to know when to say things and when to not say things to, and to learn those boundaries and to learn. Well, you sound strong and good now, Michelle. We're going to come back and take final calls with you in a moment on Coast to Coast AM. And welcome back, George Norrie, with Michelle Welch and your calls. Michelle, you have had various areas of psychic abilities, haven't you? Yes, I have. Clairsentience, uh, clairauditory, you've got them all. Yes, at, at different times, at varying times. I won't necessarily have them all at all the time, every time. I'm, uh, you know, every single day, all the time. But yes, I have. Uh, more than I'd say I care to have sometimes. <laughs> I don't mean to cut down my gifts. Uh, sometimes it's just a lot, right? Uh, sometimes I'm, I'm grateful for 
the things that I've been in, given and entrusted with, but sometimes it's a lot. Uh, when they come all at once, all the clears, that is a bit overwhelming. But, yes, I do have all the clears. And I think more people do than a lot of the books say. A lot of the books will say that only mediums have the clear gustance, the clear taste, or the smell. And I think that's limiting. I think people can develop those skills if they want to develop those skills. Can you turn this on and off anytime you want? For the most part, there are some times when I, mean, I have learned for the most part to do it. There are some times when I'm like, really? I mean, seriously, I am just walking through this store and I don't, that's the last thing I want to be dealing with. And it'll just hit me out of the blue. And, but for the most part, Yes, now I can turn it off. But I'm not going to say that 100% of the time I am capable of turning off uh, the beings that I sense around me. Uh, they are energy beings are around us so much more than people realize it, that sometimes those are still hard for me to just ignore. Back to the calls we go. Sandra in the state of Michigan. Hey, Sandra, go ahead. Yeah, I would like to know if I have any negative energies around me. So, Sandra, uh, the, I, I, will, I will tell you just from what I get right away. I will say that this, and this is going to help hopefully answer your question. It feels like you had within the past six months, I know that seems like a long time, and we all had a lot of stuff within the last six months, but it felt like a rock bottom moment a really bad and i don't mean like oh you hit a rock bottom and had to go into treatment or something i just meant something really bad happened is that true or not within the last six months something yeah. really felt yeah. like a rock bottom to you is yep. that true yeah okay then i am going to say based on that that i do think there is a need for what i would call a clearing for, for you. It doesn't mean that you have or attracting all these negative beings and you're a bad person. I just think that because of that situation, there have been some like, I just call them parasites. Just, I get them too. And I would, uh, where do you live? Did, did we say? She's, she's in Michigan. In Michigan. So I'm sure there's a, um, a place in Michigan, somebody responsible that could do just Reiki, just to align and clear your chakras. And um, uh, that's what I, I feel you need. And so the answer to your question is yes. I do think that there's, because of that situation, that rock bottom moment that you had, we just need to get you back in alignment. Does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. There okay. you go. Thank you. And it's totally doable, okay? There, there's total hope for that. Uh, just just go get that energy work, and you don't have to pay a lot of money to do it or anything like that. Just go get that done, and you'll it, it'll just clear it up, okay? When you are getting these impressions, Michelle, are you getting the info from spirit guides, or does this come directly to you? How does it come? It comes in a variety of forms. Uh, sometimes I use different modalities. I could use a I could use literally a rock off the side of the road uh, if I set my intention to use that. So spirit guides, my spirit guides, uh, I use a spirit guide to 
guide me to my higher self, which is my superconscious that I believe is connected to source, to all that is. Uh, that better, that that non-ego part of me, the better version of Michelle, the Michelle that knows so much more than this one. Uh, so yes, I will use guides as, you know, to, as I say, the bumper pads on the bowling alley so I can get the bowling ball down to where I'm trying to get it to go to guide me. Um, I will use spirit guides in that sense when I need to, but a lot of times I will go just straight to the higher self and to source. First time caller, Lou in Ohio. Welcome to the program. Hi, Lou. Hi. Um, George and Michelle, I just was wondering what's going to be happening to me in the next 10 years, just a thumbnail sketch. Okay. A 10-year uh, projection, Michelle. Okay, so 10 years is a long time. Um, I can't tell you. I mean, a lot of things change in 10 years. Okay, so I'm just going to um, just... Give her the next couple of years. I, I mean, I can, I'll, I'll go, I, I don't feel ethical going out 10 years, okay? Here's what I do get for you, and it's Lou, right? Yeah. Um, Lou, I get that, and, and I'll, I'll do three. I do get, and tell me if this has already happened, but it feels like someone exited your life um, recently. And if they didn't, I'm not predicting a death. I want you to know this. I need to be very careful with my ethics here. Um, did someone exit um, within um, the past year or so, like leave, uh, that was very important to you? Two, two and a half, my mother. Okay. Um, and it's brought back a lot of feelings of those, those nostalgic, those feelings from childhood. And, and so where does that go with the next three years? I feel like... Um, it, it's it, you need to reconnect with people who make you feel like you did when you were younger instead of feeling like you're just heading towards loss and heading towards inevitable, what do we do next? I mean, I'm older too, and so we need to uh, look for hope because I feel like you're sort of looking for um, what, do I need to avoid? And I, that's the message I'm getting for you. And I know that's kind of like all over the place, but it is tied to that person who, and I, the wording I'm getting is exited from your life and, and that they didn't really, she didn't really, she's with you. And, and really, if you read my book, um, Spirits Unveiled, there's such good exercises in there for connecting with her. But um, there's other people that I feel and I also feel there's a volunteering a place you could volunteer where you could really be of service and that that would really fill the next at least three years of your life and really bring you a lot of joy. Why do some people, Michelle, put dark clouds over their heads? <sighs> Maybe it's because we, we, what we, you asked about earlier, do you think? I mean, we just, some people just that have, have what is it, half glass? Glass half empty, half glass half full. Maybe it's their culture and the uh, way they're raised. Is it partly cloudy or partly sunny? Yeah. Right? And Yeah. And, you know, so many people come in, and it's and, – and I'm not judging any culture, but I have to be really careful because some cultures are also just very entrained that this is what happened, and this is a dark cloud that was put on me. And I have to be careful to not put down that culture because that is what they were taught to believe. Uh, so that could also be a reason because it's what they were raised to believe. 
Let's go to Caroline in San Diego, west of the Rockies. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Michelle and George. Uh, interesting things have been happening in the last year, Michelle, and um, I've never uh, felt like I had um, an ability to um, hear spirit or anything, but we, within the last year, I have been plagued with uh, what I am calling experiences where I don't I don't see things, I don't hear things, but they give me, and I know in my mind, I know who it is, and they give me words, and they give me puzzles to figure out, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been struggling also lately with the idea that perhaps my whole life I have been bipolar, and I just, I'm not sure if I'm making this up, uh, but clearly the things that I finally put the puzzle pieces together that they're only things that that other person would know. And so it's becoming more and more clear to me that I have abilities, but quite frankly, it's troublesome. Um, And I'm just not sure how to deal with that, how to hone it, if that's what it is. Uh, I've sought out help um, for potentially evaluating myself as being bipolar, and I have not received the help no matter how hard I've tried. And it dawned on me that perhaps I'm not supposed to get help for being bipolar, that perhaps I'm supposed to understand this plague and or gift (laughs) that I have recently been given. And I'd like your advice on how I might tap into that because okay. it it is quite consuming. I don't have control over it. They hit me with things when they want to. Okay. Um, so here's, here's what, if, if, if I may, here's here's what I would tell you. First of all, I'm glad that you have sought out somebody on the um, the bipolar issue. I would not give up on that. Um, there are people, and I, I'm sure they're in not just in Dallas, Texas, but I literally found someone. Uh, she was a client of mine, and I encouraged her to get her counsel, her license, and she's gone for, forward from there because she's metaphysics, or for lack of a better word, and she is now a counselor. So she understands both, and that was very important to me, that someone understand both so that, uh, you know, that we go to somebody and then they get it. Uh, because you could be both. Uh, I could be both. I could have giftings, but yet I could also be extremely adult ADHD, which I am, and I need help with that. So, number one, we have to deal with that, that bipolar. So I do think you I don't believe that you were just not given an answer to that because of, I'm not a doctor, but I would just encourage you not to give up on that. Uh, You may get an answer that you're not, but at least go see at least one more person. I would encourage you to do that. And number two, I do believe you have gifts, and I believe you can have gifts with the other. Now, I'm not sure what you're talking about, who you're getting it from. What I'm getting uh, with that put aside is it's something called claircognizance, where we just have things that that come to us, and we don't know why we know them. We just know them. And I know you think it's coming from a certain person, and it may be. But I also want to throw in this definition 
for everyone else who's also listening. Claircognizance is not that we're so smart and we study something and we learn something. We just know something and we don't know why we know it. We just know it. And that's called claircognizance. And I believe that is a gift that you have. And it's a very hard gift to explain because people will say, well, how do you know? And we'll be like, I don't know how I know. So those are the two things I'm going to encourage you to do. Explore your clear cognizance, but try to find someone in your area that understands and is progressive with intuition because a lot more people are nowadays and that can look into the fact that you might be bipolar as well. And that's what I would encourage you to do. All right. Thank you. And thank you, Caroline. Michelle, how do people get a hold of you if they need to? Uh, at michellewelch.com is the easiest way to do it. You'll take emails that way? I, yes, I can take emails. Uh, it's, it's really the easiest way to do it. It's just michellewelch.com. And your books are available all over the place? Yes, they are. What? Uh, just, Yes, pretty much in small small stores, and if they don't have them, I've had friends go in and say, get these books, and because I like supporting small bookstores, and they'll usually get them. And what's your next project? I am working on uh, my second draft, my third book, to, to help those of us who, the people that are calling in saying, I think I'm intuitive, but uh, to, to say how we're all different, uh, working on that, and uh, working on things for the store, and we have own two conventions uh, for divination, and we just bought a third in New York. Uh, it's called the Reader Studio, and it's been around for years, and we just uh, acquired that one, so now we have three of those. So busy, of course. All right, well, good for you. Thank you, and let's uh, keep in touch. For Dan Galanti, Tom Danheiser, Lisa Lyon, Lex Lonehood, Sean Ladasour, Stephanie Smith, Chris Burles, Tim Benald, George Napany, and Punnett. I'm George Norrie, somewhere out there on Coast to Coast AM. We'll see you on our next edition. Until then, be safe, everyone.